welcome to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Each week we sit around and discuss the music from our past. Sometimes we agree. I call it iconic. It's a 10. That riff is un- It's incredible. Clearly a 10. This is one of the most iconic songs of the 80s. Um, iconic from start to finish. And sometimes we disagree. The song sounds like something you might hear at your aunt's funeral. The absolute worst lyric ever. It's like stuffing the sock in your pants and you got nothing else to tell me. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Alright, and we're back again with the Audible XC Podcast. This week, the final episode of Album Wars. Season 1 ends tonight. It's Alice Cooper's Constrictor versus Alice Cooper's Raise Your Fist and Yell. Gentlemen, are you guys ready to do this? I, I think so. ready to raise my fist and yell. <laughs> I look forward to hearing Chris's the most because <laughs> yeah, he is fan. the biggest Alice Cooper fan of the group. I'm a, I'm a fanboy of Alice Cooper. So. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm going to go ahead and pre-warn. I am a fanboy of these albums as well. So, And we'll get into it a little bit later. But I'm going to try to be as honest and truthful as I can about how I feel about the songs. But I'm not. Since all these years. But uh, guys... <laughs> Who wants to go first tonight? You know, we didn't discuss his pre, so um, Anthony, you want to go first? I think this is, I think this would be good for you to go first and me go last and, and Chris go in the middle. That sounds <laughs> yeah, good. That sounds fun. <laughs> Let's do that. All right. All right. Well, Anthony, you know how it goes, buddy. Let's start this bad boy off. The first song that we're going to be going up against tonight is from Constrictor, Teenage Frankenstein, and from Raise Your Fist and Yell, Freedom. Talk to us. What do you think, Anthony? Well, they're both tied at nine for me. I think both of these songs are excellent. Both are great lead-in songs, but i got to give it to Teenage Frankenstein. Freedom put up a fight, but I can't pick against Teenage Frankenstein. There's something about that song that I've always enjoyed. It's pure Alice Cooper. You just can't pick okay. against it. So, All right, so we've got uh, Teenage Frankenstein. I like it, dude. All right, cool, cool. Chris, yeah. what's your opinion between Teenage Frankenstein and Freedom? Well, actually, it's it's funny you said both nines because I gave them both nines as yeah, well. They're nines, man. Uh, fantastic openers for both of these uh, albums. Uh, to me, so here are my notes. Uh, I, I think Teenage Frankenstein definitely has an 80s vibe to it. Catchy chorus throughout. I'm assuming this might have been in a movie soundtrack. Maybe, I don't know if it was made for yeah. one or not, but it kind of has that vibe. Uh, Freedom is a little more of a rocking tune for me. Uh, really solid guitar riffs, solid guitar solo. I, I really like the opening where he's kind of like reading off his constitution or something. Like, we the people, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Uh, very, they go the kind of a coin flip, but I think Freedom rocked a little more, so that was my nod. Oh, hey, right, Jim, so hey, Chris, Teenage Frankenstein did appear in a movie, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. There was a scene yeah. with the, uh, I think it's Court and somebody else were uh, doing the. Doing the D in the in a Winnebago, I think it's when the song showed up. I'm not mistaken. So. <laughs> oh my gosh! So it's up to me tonight to make the final decision. This first one because we're tied out. Our, our right off the bat. All right, obviously huge fan of both of these albums. So I'm going to give them a uh, pretty high rating. Um, I think both are incredible openers from from Constrictor, of course. Teenage Frankenstein. It's a staple. I know it's a staple. He plays it live to this day. I gave it an eight and a half. I think it's absolutely a, a great great start to this record. Freedom from Raise Your Fist and Yell. I think it's a little bit stronger starter. I did give it a nine. I like it. I think it's a little bit more rocking. I like the guitar tone a little bit better. Yeah. My nod goes to Freedom, and um, I will say this. 
I love them both. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's certainly is a, uh, it's a tough choice, but my nod is freedom. All right. Okay. Brings up the track number two from Constrictor, Give It Up, and from Raise Your Fist and Yell, Lock Me Up. Anthony, what are your thoughts? Well, I got to, let me skip to my notes. Give It Up is a solid song. Both of them are, but I have to give the win to Lock Me Up. And here's the reason why. That voice you hear at the start accusing Alice of mental cruelty is none other than Robert England himself, the guy who played Freddy Krueger in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. I gave the song an extra .5 because of it, and that broke the tie. So they were both basically eights, but Lock Me Up got an 8.5 because of that Freddy Krueger nod. I love me some Freddy Krueger. I hear you, brother. That's fantastic. All right, all right. So we got Lock Me Up. Chris, what is your opinion between the winner between Give It Up and Lock Me Up? They're both really good songs, but I do think Rock Me Up, uh, or Rock Me Up, Lock Me Up rocked a little harder. Uh, I love the courtroom intro with uh, Freddy Krueger in there. That was great. <laughs> uh, it's catchy chorus, awesome guitar solo on that song. I gave it a nine and a half. I, it was one of my favorite songs on the album. Wow, okay. Give It Up was a solid song. I gave it a very good at a seven. It's a little dated, but but it's not bad. Uh, another one, I, I write this a lot tonight. I think I, I could hear it in an 80s movie. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of these movies probably could be part of soundtracks. But it was really good. But yeah, Lock Me Up gets the nod for me. Yeah, it's fantastic. And on, on my front, how I how I view these two record, or two albums and songs, uh, Give It Up is a solid song. I think it's a great follow-up to Teenage Frankenstein. It does sound dated, there's no doubt about it, but it certainly would fill a, fill a void for any kind of 80s slasher film. Um, I did give it an 8. But on to Lock Me Up, let's face it, guys, that song rocks start to finish. It's absolutely a riffing, riffing tune. I gave it a nine, nine and a half as well, Chris. My winner wow. is Lock Me Up, and it's absolutely – just so everybody's listening song. at home, this is my favorite song out of both albums. Really? Yeah, so, it's a great song. Actually, it's my favorite song on this album, and I got a favorite song on the other album. But between those two, it'd be a, it'd be a tie, to be honest with you. But, yeah, love that song. I, I absolutely think Lock Me Up is, is just an incredible riffing, and it's a, it's a, it's a heavier song, and it, it rocks. That brings us up to track number three. We've got Thrill My Gorilla from Constrictor, and we've got Give the Radio Back from Raise Your Fist and Yell. Anthony, what do you think about these two? Uh, Thrill My Gorilla is a wild, goofy, fun song that makes me want to grab my loincloth and head off into the woods, get back to my primal roots. <laughs> I've always enjoyed it. Give the Radio Back is a decent song, but I just think Thrill My Gorilla is a better song. I gave Thrill My Gorilla 8.5 and give the Radio Back a 7. So Okay. Wow. Fair enough. Chris, what's your opinion between Thrill My Gorilla and Give the Radio Back? Thrill My Gorilla is a fun song. It's a little corny, but it's fun. It's solid guitar work throughout that song. Uh, Give the Radio Back, I feel like Alice has a little more of a theatrical tone in that song. And uh, it rocks a little harder than Thrill of My Gorilla, uh, Little Bear Guitar Riffs. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for really good guitar riffs. So I gave Thrill of My Gorilla a seven and a half, and I gave Give the Radio Back an eight. So they were close, but Give the Radio Back got the nod for me. Very good. Okay, well. Once again, we've got it tied going into my decision, and uh, between Thrill My Gorilla and Give the Radio Back, I give Thrill My Gorilla a six and a half. <laughs> really? But it is a fun song. I think it's the weakest song on this album, just in my opinion. Really? That's, I don't uh, see that, Jimmy, at all. Well, well you know, it's it, it's it. how I hear it. It's still good. It's still good. Got to keep that in mind. It's not like it's a meh. Yeah. Uh, and then I go to Give the Radio Back. I give that one a six. I think it's the weakest song, or the second weakest song on Raise Your Fist and Yell. My winner is Thrill My Gorilla this time, guys. Nice. Now, 
track number four from Constrictor, it's Life and the Death of the Party. And then from Raise Your Fist and Yell, it's Step on You. I'm curious to see what you think, Anthony. What do you think? Uh, Life and Death has its moments, and it's a really good song. But I prefer the energy and power of Step on You. It's a rocking tune from start to finish. It's loud, powerful, obnoxious at times, and I'm really digging it. I gave Life and Death of the Party 7.5 and Step on You an 8.5. So I'm really digging that one. Uh, you know what? I, I know where you're coming from on that. Chris, what is your choice between Life and Death of the Party and Step on You? I felt like Life and Death of the Party had a real 80s sound to it. Uh, solid guitar work. The, the guitar solo was very good on that, but it, it definitely had an 80s vibe. Step on You, on the other hand, it's just a man, it was a rocking intro to that song. I got a real Zach Wild uh, vibe from the guitar mm-hmm. work on that song. Nice. Uh, it, it was, yeah, and I thought Alice sounded especially evil on this song, I wrote, <laughs> which is his thing, and, yeah. and uh, I appreciated it. I gave Step on You a nine, and I gave Life and Death of the Party a seven. So right. Step on You gets a nod for me. You are keeping track of this, right? Jim? I am. I okay, sure am. Okay. I didn't know who Man, was keeping uh, track tonight. I didn't see Chris writing it down. I was like, well, I'm not doing it. I guess somebody I've got is. it, guys. Don't worry. Now, Life and the Death of the Party, I think it's a fun song. I think it's a pretty rocking riff. I did give that one a seven and a half. And when it comes to Step on You, I like that song. I think it's rocking. The, you know, it's, it's a little bit harsher. I think it's a little bit heavier. Mm-hmm. But I did give it a seven and a half. So this right here, I'm split between these two. I'm leaning toward Step on You this time because I think it's just a little bit more rocking, but I love them both, guys. So that brings us up to track number five from Constrictor. It's Simple Disobedience, and from Raise Your Fist and Yell, it's Not That Kind of Love. Anthony, where are you going with this one? Uh, Simple Disobedience is another great Alice Cooper song. Lovely chorus, so catchy. And like most of the songs on both of these albums, the guitar work by Kenny Roberts is astounding. It's one of the highlights of Simple Disobedience and probably the reason why it got the extra .5. But Not That Kind of Love is also a great song. Digging the chorus in it as well. And I love Alice's talking intro, but Simple Disobedience is just a notch better and that's why it got the win. I gave Simple Disobedience an 8.5 and Not That Kind of Love an 8. So it's very close. Very close. I love it. Chris, what's your opinion between the uh, Simple Disobedience and Not That Kind of Love? These are two two very close uh, songs in, in this battle for me. I, I didn't. It was, it was very close. Uh, I thought simple simple disobedience. You know, had the kind of chanting pace to it, if you will, and <laughs> and I really liked the chorus on that. It kind of gets stuck in your head. Uh, I didn't feel the same about the chorus and not that kind of love. So they both. I gave a seven and a half to simple disobedience, a seven to not that kind of love. I, I felt like that that chorus that gets stuck in your head gave. Simple be- disobedience, the nod for this one. So that was my winner. I like where both of you guys are going with that. I felt like simple simple disobedience is an outstanding song on this record. I think it's a great rocker. I think that groove. I think the bass thumping or the bass groove is incredible, mm-hmm. and um, it's keeping that song alive. The guitar work is fantastic. Not that kind of love. I think it's a great song as well. Um, however, when it comes down to scoring it, I gave simple disobedience an eight. I gave not that kind of love a seven. My winner is simple disobedience. Now, track number six, The World Needs Guts from Constrictor <laughs> and Prince of Darkness from Raise Your Fist and Yell. Anthony, what do you think? Uh, they're both sitting at nine for me. And if The World Needs Guts wasn't going against Prince of Darkness, it would win this one. The drums, the guitars, the pure energy of that song is excellent. 
But Prince of Darkness is so Alice Cooper. It fits him to perfection. It's dark, ominous, evil, controversial, all those things that piss people off. And Alice is one of the best at doing that. Prince of Darkness wins my vote, but not by much. And I pulled this off of Wikipedia, in case people will know this. The track Prince of Darkness is featured very briefly in the John Carpenter film of the same name, in which Cooper has a cameo as a murderous vag vag vagrant. The song can be heard on the Walkman of one of his victims. So yeah, nice. I saw that movie years ago. I don't remember much about it. It's one of my. I don't. I don't. I've seen it as well. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, it's one of wow. not one of John Carpenter's really well-known movies, like you know some of his other ones. But yeah, very good. All right. So, Chris, uh, what do you think about these two? The world needs guts and Prince of Darkness. I said the world needs guts. It's a, it's a decent mid-tempo rocker. Uh, it, it was a good song. Chorus was a little bland on that one to me. Uh, I don't really have a strong opinion about that one, one, one way or the other. Prince of Darkness, however, isn't that his nickname? Isn't that kind of what people call him? No, that's what they call Ozzy. Oh, that's yeah. Ozzy. <laughs> My, bad. Darkness, My bad. It's okay. Let's not get I mean, they're in the same. They're <laughs> playing in the same home. bloody ballpark, <laughs> okay. basically. So, you know. Well, it doesn't change the fact. I think it's a better song. I, I, the Alice's vocals, particularly evil. He does that so well. Uh, and the, I thought the guitar work was a little better on that song too. So I gave it an eight. I gave the world needs guts a seven and a half. And uh, the winner is Prince of Darkness. Hey man, very good. Now, I think the world needs guts is an outstanding song. I think Prince of Darkness is an outstanding song. I lean toward one a little bit more. I ended up giving the world needs guts an eight and a half. I gave Prince of Darkness an eight. I think they're both great, but for some reason. My side is leaning toward the world needs guts. I think that it's a memorable course. I think it's a fun song, and I think it's pure Alice Cooper. So that's where I went. Um, now that does bring us up to uh, track number seven from Constrictor. It's Trick Bag, and from Raise Your Fist and Yell, it's Time to Kill. Anthony. Well, they're both a dead tie for me as well in this one, 7.5. Um, really enjoy both of these songs. They both came out to a tie. I don't feel like they're the bright, shining stars on either album. But they're still very good songs. But since we can't have a tie, I'm giving my vote to Trick Bag, a song I think is about BDSM, but I could be mistaken. It's Alice Cooper, <laughs> so it wouldn't surprise me. He's always put the shock in rock, and it would be perfect subject matter for him. So I think that's what Trick Bag is about, you know, tie you up in a lover's knot and all that kind of stuff. So Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But They're both Same good time. songs. There's nothing wrong with them, but... No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. All right, Chris, what about you? What's your thoughts between Trick Bag and Time to Kill? Yeah, I think Anthony was looking at my notes on this one. <laughs> I gave them both seven and a halfs as well. Uh, and I gave Trick Bag the, bag, Trick bag the nod as well. Uh, wow. Yeah, It's a catchy chorus. Uh, and, and I don't really think Time to Kill had as catchy a chorus. A lot of times a, a catchy chorus, it can get kind of stuck in your head. Yeah. gets the nod for me. I, I did say Trick Bag was a very dated song. <laughs> but, but that said, I mean... You know, we're, we're mid-80s here, so, I mean, that's just what it is. Right. And I thought the chorus was a little bland on, on the, the other song. So, yeah, Trick Bag gets the winner for me. Hey, very good. Okay, so, I, obviously, we're all going to be very, very close on this one. I um, For me, Trick Bag is an outstanding song. I think it's a, it's a great one. Uh, once again, memorable, easy to sing, you know, sing along with. Uh, Time to Kill is a great song, too, and I, I think mm -hmm. that it's a strong track. If it wasn't going against Trick Bag, I think I would have gone with Time to Kill. They're both an eight, but Trick Bag's my go-to as well, guys. That's a clean sweep on this one, as has yeah. as, as been a couple other tunes on this one today. But, uh, guys, 
that does bring that does bring us up to the, the that bring us up to our next track here. It's going to be from Constrictor Crawling and from Raise Your Fist and Yell. Chop, chop, chop. chop Anthony, chop, what do you chop. think? Uh, well, they're both eight point fives in my book. Um, this one is another tough battle. I tie once again. Crawling is such a solid song with a great groove and vibe and a very catchy chorus. Chop, chop, chop though is once again pure Alice Cooper. It's a slasher movie set to music and that is awesome. Always enjoy those old 80s slasher movies and any song dealing with that subject matter gets my vote. Chop, chop, chop wins this battle. All right, Chris. Now it's to you. Crawling versus chop, chop, chop. What are your thoughts? Well, don't hate on me too bad, guys, on this one. I, I got to say, I just didn't... Chop, chop, <laughs> chop for me was not the best song. Probably my lowest score on this whole battle. Uh, I said the guitar was pretty decent. The chorus was just... I don't know. It was a little out there for me. I gave it a six and a half. Yeah, uh, and that on, is man. my lowest score. Too low. Uh, Crawlin', Crawlin was is dated, but it had decent guitar riffs and a decent chorus. Kind of middle of the road for me. I gave it a seven, so Crawlin gets the nod for me on this one. Too low for All both right. of them, but now, in my opinion. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> All right, so Crawlin' and Chop, Chop, Chop. Like both, like both the songs, I love one of them. My first taste of Alice Cooper was Constrictor, just so everybody listening at home knows. This is 1986. Yep. I remember getting this cassette from some place that doesn't, doesn't exist anymore this day and time. And for some reason, Crawling has been the song that's always been in my mind when I think of, you know, yeah. Alice Cooper. And and as a teenager, when you listen to this, you you know, it's all about that chick crawling to you. But naked, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I think it's a great song. Chop, chop, chop's a great song. It's a, it's yeah, engine destruction, baby. I love that song too. But crawling gets a nine. Chop, chop, chop gets an eight. Mm -hmm. I'm going with crawling on this one, guys. Still, still pretty high. That's a, that's a nice mark for both of them. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, the great killer songs. This is, this is a great battle so far. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. With the exception of Chris's low score. I'm just kidding. Yeah, (laughs) Chris had to kind of ruin that battle. But anyway. Yeah, well, you know, he's got to do what he's got to do. (laughs) That brings us up to uh, track number nine from Constrictor, The Great American Success Story, from Raise Your Fist and Yell, Gale. Anthony, what do you think? This was probably the easiest pick for me. The Great American Success Story is a good song, but it shouldn't be on Constrictor because it doesn't fit, and here's why. According to Wikipedia, the track The Great American Success Story was apparently intended as the theme song to the Rodney Dangerfield film Back to School, but was not used. This song here should have stayed on that soundtrack, and instead the song Hard Rock Summer should have been here instead. That song was featured in Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives, which is probably my second favorite Friday film, and it fits the sound of Constrictor much better. Not sure why it wasn't put on the album. It should have been. Switching to the other song, Gale, I mean, that's an awesome song. Perfectly creepy, demented, and dark, and I love it. It is an excellent song from start to finish. I love how the song kicks in before it closes. So good. Gail gets my vote easily. And I gave The Great American Success Story a six and Gail a nine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love Gail. Gail's just All right. perfect Dude, Alice Cooper. Man. That is killer. That is killer. All right, Chris. The Great American Success Story versus Gail. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it was interesting. Anthony mentioned to me that he didn't. That was going to be his lowest score of the night there uh, yesterday. It just didn't. It didn't fit the album. I've always it, it, since 
Jimmy recorded that tape for me years ago, back in the mid '80s. I've always thought that allegedly. song did not fit. Allegedly, I yes, gave him a copy. Yeah. We never did stuff like that. No. no, no. Yeah. Well, well, I will say that it, it's to me it kind of feels like a radio-friendly song, uh, which maybe be. that's why it doesn't <laughs> match the rest of the stuff. I don't know, but uh, I, I kind of liked it. I thought it had a catchy chorus and a solid guitar solo. I gave it an eight. Yeah. Uh, okay. Gail feels kind of like you're walking into a haunted house on Halloween. I love it. I love yeah. it so and and uh, I do love the kick in halfway through. Yeah. But it was a pretty <laughs> short song. I gave it a seven. I actually gave the nod to Great American Success. Really? Well, uh, I understand. So this is the way it hit me. Wow. Okay. Fantastic. Well, Anthony, I do realize that the Great American Success story is a, uh, it was not exactly a perfect fit for this album, but I think... I think it did fill in pretty good between crawling and he's back because crawling's not really like a, a haunted house song either. You know yeah. what I mean? He just, he's just talking about a snake. True. You know what I'm saying? But have you heard but hard rock summer before? I have. It's a, it's a killer song it, as it well. It fits the album much better though. I think. Absolutely a killer song, but um, going against Gail on this one, you know, I gave great American success an eight. I love that song. I, it's very singable it is absolutely a memorable tune. I mean, that's going through my mind right now. Yeah, and what the sad thing is, I'm trying to think of Gail right now. I'm like, yeah, you know, Gail's okay. It's just, it's got that dark, ominous tone mm. going throughout it, but it just doesn't have that rocking vibe that I have. And maybe it's just, you know, going through the, toward the end of this album and toward the end of the other album. Uh, I felt like Gail is not the greatest track. It's, it's honestly, it's my second lowest on, on mm. Raise Your Fist. It's a six. My mm. winner's Great American Success Story. I, I've loved that song since, of course, you know, from the day, I think it's great. I think it's fun, and I, uh, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. I know, it, I know you're thinking Gail's low, but that's just how I felt about it when I heard it again. So that's okay. Yeah, okay. You, you guys right. can be wrong, and I can be right. Uh, it's that's okay. <laughs> I can admit when you're wrong. <laughs> exactly. All right. So it brings us up to the final song, track ten, on both of these guys, from Constrictor. It's He's Back, the Man Behind the Mask, and from Raise Your Fist and Nail, Roses on White Lace. Anthony. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm going to go into a little bit of an extra little bit here on this song too i've got a few extra things i want to throw in so y'all bear with me for a second if i keep going don't tell me to shut up just yet um to mute your microphone (laughs) exactly (laughs) so yeah i mean he's back the man by the mask come on it's a 10 it's iconic it's a perfect song roses on white lace i gave a nine and here it goes here's what i wrote two great songs to close each album but a song about Jason Voorhees is going to get my vote every time. It is a perfect song for Alice and a perfect artist to do a song for a Jason movie. Roses on White Lace is excellent, powerful, loud, aggressive, with subject matter that is all Alice Cooper. But it's going up against an iconic song. Just no way it was going to win this round. And I pulled this off of Wikipedia. Um, the horror series Friday the 13th teamed up with Cooper during this time to produce the theme song for its latest film, the song He's Back, The Man Behind the Mask. Um, It was written for this movie. It actually was number one in Sweden at one point in time, according to Wikipedia. Um, And of course, in the movie was Teenage Frankenstein and Hard Rock Summer. And I also want to give a nod to a couple of Jason Voorhees fan films currently running free on YouTube. Never Hike Alone and its sequel, Never Hike in the Snow. Both put Jason in some very good short films, almost studio-level quality, 
and they both have cameos by actors from Friday the 13th Part 6. Um, so I highly recommend both of those. So that was kind of my long little spiel I wanted to go in there. So Anthony, <laughs> what you're saying is he's back to the winner. <laughs> he is. You know, the fr- the funny thing is I was thinking about Friday the <laughs> thinking about that movie at the very start. He has a James Bond intro at the start. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. He walks in with oh that, that, that James Bond bullseye and Jason walks into the camera and slashes the yep. thing right through the bullseye. <laughs> Those movies are so fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. So anyway. I have to go back and watch them. I've got them all in here. So I, mean, I, I do, them. too. All right. Christopher. He's back from Constrictor. Roses on White Lace from Raise Your Fist. What are your thoughts? Well, this is a tough battle, in my opinion. Uh, I really like both of the songs. I knew he's back. Man Behind the Mask was... was uh, you know, related to the Friday the 13th movies. And I figured Anthony would pick that because of that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess it's iconic. I, I really didn't. You, you told me that, Jimmy. That said, I, I wasn't that familiar with the song. Uh, it's dated, but it's pretty good. I gave it eight and a half. Roses on White Lace, however, is the blazing intro, probably the most rocking song on both of these albums. Oh, I absolutely love that song. Uh, the lyrics were kind of disturbing, but that's Alice Cooper. <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. I gave it a nine. So roses on white lace, roses on white lace got the win for me. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. Just like Anthony, I'm going to go in a little bit of thing. I kind of hinted to earlier. Constrictor was my first taste of Alice Cooper. I was Mine a huge too. horror fan when I was young, you know, 13 years old, digging into this stuff. I turned my brother into a Alice Cooper fan. I guess I turned Anthony into an Alice Cooper fan. <laughs> well, you got too. me the constrictor, man. Um, so. But, um, you know, I think, and there is no denying this, and this is going to be the first time that I've ever done what I'm about to do. He's back as iconic. It's 10, Chris. That bass line by Kip Winger is absolutely slamming in this song. Yeah, it's well. memorable. It's fantastic. And it's, it's known in the horror genre as mm-hmm. well as fans of Alice Cooper like and basically like say, seeing movies you know what I mean the words baseline by yeah, we, we haven't told anybody that Kip Winger was in this band for oh, yeah. albums, not only man. was he he was in both of these albums just so everybody oh, listening yeah. knows yeah. Kip Winger yeah. was the bassist Kane Roberts was the guitarist a very underrated guitarist by the way I was going to go into that tirade later this guy's a shredder he was just a big you know weightlifter back in the day it's nobody like really gave weights, him credit he was man. due the dude is a beast on guitar Love his work, and I think he's fantastic. Now, on to Roses on White Lace. That song is probably the second best song. It may be tied for the best song on Raise Your Fist and Yell. Mm. I absolutely love that song as well. I gave it a nine. It is hard rock at its best from Alice. This might be the heaviest Alice Cooper song up to this point. It's fast paced. It's almost got a thrash metal feel to it in all seriousness. And the reason why I said this is the first time you're ever going to hear this, although I gave He's Back a 10, my nod goes to Roses on White Lace because I think it's a better song, <laughs> although it's not as iconic. Yeah. I'm going, my nine is going to be a 10 only because I think it's the better song. I think it stands as a testament to how heavy he could have been because his stuff isn't that heavy to this day. That was a rocking tune, guys. Me. So I'm leaning toward roses yeah. on white lace alice cooper though he's like a judas priest some of those guys they've been able to kind of just start out in rock kind of go to some off the wall stuff and they kind of come to heavy metal and right you know priest yeah. even has an album that's almost speed metal at one point in time. so it's crazy stuff so 
some artists are really good about adapting pretty well to the decades they're in. And Alice Cooper's one of those guys. All right, Uh-oh. Jimmy, what's our uh, grand tally here? <laughs> you guys are not going to believe this. It's a tie. We've got a tie. Yeah. Five off of Constrictor, five off Raise Your Fist and Yell. For the first time, it's a tie. This might get interesting. I guess how we're going to break this tie is depending on how you guys rate it. And I think that's the only thing that's fair. And I know how my rating is going to be. Anthony, do you have a good vibe for how yours turned out for both songs, for both albums, I mean? I mean, mine was five to five. Well, I mean, as far as your overall oh, the overall, totals, yeah. It's a, talk, talk to me. Constrictor what, what your overall was, totals? We'll, we'll rock that out. Unfortunately, Constrictor was a little lower. Um, Constrictor was 8.25, and Raise Your Fist and Yell was 8.4. It was at 6 that took Constrictor down for me. If I gave that a higher score, it would have been higher. So gotcha. I guess begrudgingly Raise Your Fist and Yell. You know, I love both albums equally. It just right on. Constrictor was my first taste of Alice, and uh, I kind of wish it would have won <laughs> for nostalgia purposes. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, Chris, how did yours fare at the end? So I gave Constrictor a 7.6 overall and Raise Your Fist and Yell an 8.1 overall. Uh, Four nod, it doesn't matter, but just to throw it out there, I got four wins for Constrictor and six for Raise Your Fist and Yell. Wow, I'm going to be the only one who's right. I've got (laughs) it. All right, how mine fared on Constrictor came out as an 8.2 for me. And against Raise Your Fist and Yell, it came out as a 7.8. Very, very close race. However, based on today's results, the winner for Album Wars this week is going to be Alice Cooper's Raise Your Fist and Yell. Guys, I will admit there was a lot of nostalgia in this one. I've enjoyed it. This has been a great week for me. I I was a fan to begin with. I know, Anthony, you were a fan. Chris, I hope you got a chance to enjoy. I know it was kind of a forced listen on you, and I hope you did uh, enjoy some of the songs. I know some of them are kind of pure cheese, but uh, it's been it's been a it, for me it was a great week <laughs> <laughs> enjoy it. And, you know people listening go back and listen to his old 70s stuff too. there's some great songs back in the day you mean, yeah only women bleed was one of his big ones back then it was pretty popular school's well, out of course you know he's got a discography that's a mile long and I know. um and you know what's sad is i had to go back and discover the old stuff because you know i'd only seen a couple things on back on the day on mtv's headbangers yeah. ball they used to do a live show on Sunday mm-hmm. nights, and I saw an Alice Cooper show from probably like 77 or 78 or something. I don't even yeah. know what year it was. They used to do one every Halloween. Oh, yeah. Every, yeah, every Halloween, they'd put an Alice Cooper show on. And, uh, yeah. and I will admittedly say I'm more a fan of the newer stuff only because it's you know it's better produced, better guitar in my opinion, although it's arguably right. some of the stuff from the 70s is fantastic. I lean toward the – from Constrictor up, I pretty much can listen to about any of it. And yeah. uh, he goes through some absolutely talented guitarists. Um, and some he's had a couple of beautiful women play guitar for him. Mm-hmm. He's got one right now. Um, the last uh, – gosh, I'm trying to remember the name of the girl that did it last time. Uh, I know this one girl's name's Strauss, uh, Nita Strauss. And the other one was Orianthi from Australia. Both pretty women. Both can shred like a big dog. Uh, you know what? Alice has got a taste and a knack for picking up incredible artists. We talked about Kip Winger. Kip Winger went on to find solo success. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? It just goes to show he's got good taste and artist, and um, he certainly knows how to keep the horror genre and rock moving. So, guys, great mm-hmm. listen, great listen. Uh, now, obviously, we're wrapping up the podcast right now. Are we going to go ahead and uh, continue with a um, – yeah, let's a do a draft for our draft, next six yeah. songs. Well, All right, next six albums. That's right. We're going to do a real quick pick for our next six albums in review. And um, um, Anthony, would you care to take the honors and, and throw out your first two? 
Yeah. Well, how are we gonna? Or how are we gonna do it? How are we gonna order this? Because we need to figure out like a one, two, three, and then the next person. Backwards. Oh yeah, right. So I, I'm thinking Anthony gets to go first this time. Okay. Chris, do you want to go second, or do you want me to I go, go second? second? I can okay. go second. You go second. Go. I'll go third, and then of course I'll go fourth, go then fifth. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead. So and Anthony, get... whatever you pick is gonna be the next song, song we or album we review. Um, it's a painkiller, Judas Priest. All right, Judas might Priest. be my favorite Priest album, man. That's a and great you, album, Chris. Right. You be nice. <laughs> I will. I think it'll be pretty good. All right, Chris, what's your first album? Okay, I'm gonna go with "Invasion of Your Privacy" by Rats. Oh yeah, we need to get some Rat up in here, man. We, we've hey. not done a Rat album yet, so that's awesome. That is awesome. Infestation coming your way, guys. <clears throat> and as it comes to me, guys, my first album is going to be Dawkins' Tooth and Nail. Oh, yeah. About time we did some Dawkins, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As you guys know, I'm a huge Lynch fan, and this is a, uh, I think it's a standout album. Um, and then, since I get to go first, um, my next album I'm choosing is going to be, I'm bringing one up for you from some old school way, Scorpions, Love at First Stink. Oh, yeah. That's a good, I heard that one in a long. I used to have that album. Classic, classic. Chris, what's yours? Let me let me look at my list here. Okay, I'm gonna go with Kiss. We've not, we've not listened to any Kiss yet on this podcast. It's time to do it. Destroyer by Destroyer by Kiss. Excellent. And Anthony, final choice. I'm going to actually mellow us out a little bit. I want to do the Police's Synchronicity. <laughs> it's in the '80s. It's close to this stuff it's played on van halen playlist all the time so we don't have van to halen. do 80s buddy <laughs> i've Actually, got I've, albums I've, I've got albums that are listed in the 90s and 70s on I've this got list two buddy, so. more here i'd like to do eventually <laughs> but uh i like maybe after the next six do six modern ones six you know maybe from you know modern yeah, bands. maybe, like maybe. Um, I, would, I do want to say this and i don't know how you guys are gonna feel about this. this is completely off the cuff i would like for us to do a live review of the new acdc album that's coming out oh yeah you know what I mean? Yeah, because that that. I think it's going to be it's going to be it's iconic for them to re- release an album this late in their career, especially after what they've been through a loss of a guitarist, legendary guitarist, yeah. and a, a leaving and and coming back of a singer. I'm just looking forward to hey, hearing Jimmy, what this sounds like. The si- where does these six? Where do they end? What week? Where are the December somewhere? Oh yeah, that'll, that'll push us way. Yeah, probably second week of December, if I'm not mistaken. Is that we right? We could squeeze the ACDC. Well, when's ACDC come out? Uh, honestly, I thought it came out uh, in November, but I may be wrong. Okay. Don't they already have a single out for They that? do. It yeah. seems like I've heard it on the radio. Yeah, Shot yeah. in the Dark. It's, it's a great song. It is yeah, a good I think song. it's a great song, yeah. man. See, I was thinking if the six ended right before, like the two weeks before Christmas, we could do the ACDC, then do a Christmas album after that. Because I'm getting my Twisted Sister Christmas album in here this year. All right. Y'all made me go back and do Queen Strike, so I'm going to make you go back and do Twisted Sister. The album <laughs> is coming out on November the 13th. Guys, we can maybe do a bonus episode just to throw it in there and spend, you know, Good. listen to it that weekend yeah. and kind of do. We can figure it out down the right. road. Right. Yeah, yeah, we got a month and a half to think about it. So, or, or we got a few weeks to think about it. Geez, not a month and a half. Geez. Yeah. So. All right, Anthony, All right, do you guys. have a, a podcast you'd like to plug before we. Yeah, wrap this, this up? weekend I'm getting a little spooky. I'm doing Vampires, Mummies, and the Holy Ghost by Jimmy Buffett. Uh, that's a good that's song. That's a great song, yeah. And I've got a bonus ready, too. I'm starting to read one of my novels that's probably the only one I could read on a Buffett podcast. The, the Tale of the Golden Pirate. So I'm going to start reading that cool. on Friday. So I'll be looking Very for those good. two. Very good. All right, guys. Before we go, I want to thank everybody for reaching out to us. We are starting to get a flood of emails, and, and we certainly appreciate the, the love, suggestions. Don't forget to rate us. 
Subscribe, listen, and enjoy. Guys, for Audible XD Podcast this week, this is Jimmy. This is Chris. This is Anthony. And this is it. Thank you for listening to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Join us next week when we review Painkiller by Judas Priest. We'll see you then.